This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What do Phil Ford, Devin Booker, Penny Hardaway, Rodney Monroe, Jason Kidd, Brandon Ingram, John Wall, Kobe White, Cade Cunningham, Jerry Stackhouse, Rodney Rogers, Sean Bradley, Bam Adebayo, Paolo Bancaro, Reggie Bullock, David West, all have in common, and a lot more people. They all played in a high school basketball tournament here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I remember growing up seeing Sean Bradley reach up and grab the rim while standing on his feet at Broaden High School. I remember Rodney Rogers looking like he was 25 when he was 18 <laughs> and he could 360 dunk. He looked like Zion Williamson. That's the last person I remember looking that big. It is the John Wall Invitational that's going on this week. One of the people who helps make that possible. And a lot of other sports that we get to watch live in this area is a good friend of the program and a good friend of mine. He is the executive director of the Greater Rally Sports Alliance. He is Scott Dupree. Scott, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Hayes. And I, it's an honor for me to be on during Hayes Permar Week. So <laughs> The first it's, for me, and I'm very, very flattered. It, it sounds like it would be. It's actually not. <laughs> it is. Uh, it means that uh, that everyone else is working. That no one else answered my calls, and that I fell all the way down. To, no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Yes, you have scraped the bottom of the barrel, just, and here I am. Just like they did to get a host, I do the same to, to the guest. Uh, whoever answers gets invited. No, no, no. Um, I, uh, I actually, I, I thought of you for what's going to be my next question about bowl games, but I do want to start with the John Wall Invitational. So Celebrating its sure. 50 years. Um, tell us in terms of uh, impact to the community, how many folks will come see that tournament? Do you have numbers for the 50 years of like how many people have seen basketball or, by, or any chance, any numbers on like players that well, are, have gone to the NBA on, or anything? On this event, I will say just as a general statement, we're not quite as sophisticated in terms of the numbers and the economic impact. Sure. I think more, more importantly than that, of course, this is the oldest annual sporting event in Raleigh, as you said, 50 years. And this is the only one that's been going on annually, to my knowledge, and pretty much anyone's knowledge, <laughs> for, for 50 consecutive years, of course, minus COVID. But um, what, what this tournament means more, to, in, term, in my opinion, more than economic impact, is just the prestige and the branding and the uh, exposure and the visibility it brings to high school basketball and to this market and to the to Raleigh in the Triangle. I mean, this event is an absolute, you know, a foundational event in our community. And the gym is packed every night. Um, I, I remember when John Wall himself played here. And, Hayes, honestly, not only could you not get in, the line was from, like, Broughton High School halfway back to the state capitol. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it's just it's a crazy environment here at Broughton. And it's probably a little too small, but it makes it so it makes up for it in the history and the vibe and the electricity in the building. And it's just really unlike any other sporting event that we host here. And it has so much tradition. Yeah, you are and correct. You said, oh, good. The, the names are just endless. I mean, I was looking through the program yesterday with my son and he showed me the list of NBA alumni that had played in the holiday. And he was like this entire page. He said, and this is just current NBA players. This doesn't even count the historical NBA players. I mean, it is a long, impressive list. Now, and, and like you said, it's one of those things. I mean, you can go ask NC State basketball fans uh, what moving to a bigger arena does as far as losing the, the feel and the vibe of the, the, the closeness. I've seen the holiday tournament. I've seen it actually played in the uh, Raleigh Civic Center at, at one yeah, point. That's right. I've seen it uh, right. at 
um, Reynolds. at Reynolds, obviously, uh, and then I've seen it abroad. And I'm trying to think if I've seen it anywhere else. It, it was at Wake, and last year it went to Wake Tech for a year. Okay, uh, up in up in which was a nice new gym, but again, and it was very nice. But it's just not. There's really no other venue like Broughton. When you just think back to the history here and P- Pistol Pete and just so many things that have happened in this gym, and it's just. It's just a lot of history here, and it's really un- unmatched uh, in terms of events in this area. It is, and it's a unique crowd. It's one of those where, you know, obviously you can't, uh, you know, cr- you can create first-round matchups, and there are teams that you expect to possibly advance if there aren't upsets, but you can't, like, dictate who's going to be in a semifinal or final. But when you get that magic, uh, you know, they, they bring – uh, not only some of the best teams, but obviously some of the best players. You know, those guys are ranked in recruits from the time they're like 13 years old. So we yeah. know who the, the best guys I are. Really, Go ahead. I really I really think here, that, like you're saying, this event is more about, I mean, of course people want to see the teams and see great games, but this event's more about seeing the stars, you know, the individual stars and yep. the future stars. And I think that's what people want to see is the number three player in the junior class facing off against the number one ranked player in America in the sophomore class and that kind of thing is sort of why I think drives the attendance. Oh, I, I 100% agree. I was going to say when when you get that magical matchup of, oh, this is a recruit that's going to UNC and the, the other team is a recruit that's going to Duke or State, sometimes right. you know, it's almost like those summer league games back in the day where that's where the crowd is really working because the, the players figure out, you know, this is this is a show that these the, the State fans are probably cheering more for that player and the UNC fans are 100%. cheering for this. And, exactly right. and you might have their, both of their coaches sitting uh, courtside. Right. While it goes down, right. it, it is a magical crowd like nothing else. So check it out. Year 50, um, the the staff down there always does a great job, and obviously with the help of the uh, Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance. Um, all right, let's talk uh, stadium series. Actually, we'll, go, we'll finish with the bowl game. Uh, the stadium okay. series game is about a month and a half away, I guess. Uh, yeah, February 18th. And the big question I have for you is, do you have my ticket, Scott? <laughs> Did you not get them? Because I sent them to you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, maybe my dog ate them. Uh, my dog literally eats a lot of things. <laughs> they they could have done that. Um, well, obviously, people know there's going to be a hockey game, and they know it's going to be in Carter Finley, and that is going to be a unique experience. Uh, what else is going to be surrounding that experience? And just give us a little peek of what it takes to pull something like that off. Sure. Well, I, first of all, it takes a whole lot of folks to pull this off. And just in a real brief summary. The NHL, you know, owns the event, is producing the event on that Saturday, and it's their event. Yep. The Canes are the host, obviously, the host franchise. NC State is the host venue, and also playing a critical role. And in my, my office is playing an important role as well. So there's a lot of partners involved. But what, what, for the fans, what we're really looking for, looking for on that Saturday, February 18th, 8 o'clock at night, ABC, it's going to be the first outdoor hockey game well, actually, only the second one ever anywhere in the South. This, it'll be the sixth one in a college football stadium, the second one in the South, the first one around here. And, of course, the coolest part is, for most people there, Hayes, it's going to be, you know, you hate to use the cliche, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But for most people there, it's going to be the first time they've ever seen an outdoor hockey game. Sure. And it may well be the last. So it's going to be a really unique experience. The, the game is already essentially sold out at 55000 There may be some more tickets released later. But the tickets have gone like wildfire, like we all thought it would. And um, it's just going to be a really cool, really unique event in our market. And the the one thing I think about the most when I think about this event right now, people have been talking about it nonstop since last summer. And I can't remember an event here in the Triangle, a scheduled event, that had this much anticipation and excitement six, eight, nine months out. 
And, you know, now, like you said, we're a month and a half away. There's a lot of folks working on it, you know, basically around the clock. And it's going to be a big one. Yep. Scott Dupree from the Greater Rally Sports Alliance. They are one of those partners putting on that stadium series game. It's going to be awesome, and there'll be all kinds of things going on around it. All right. To my hypothetical question that you might be able to apply some real-world experience in, um, you know, I, obviously the bowl game goes down in Charlotte. That's been there for years, and so you kind of think of that as uh, a, a thing that's always going to happen and moving forward. But then I see places like Birmingham have a bowl. They've had a bowl for a couple years, but it's not like yep. the longest-standing tradition. They're not. It's not like they've been having a bowl there since the 40s. Um, and so I look around, you know, we're, we've got uh, six, I think, FBS teams. We sent five teams to bowl games this year, or six, if you, uh, yeah, six. Uh, NC Central plays on a different level, but the, but the Celebration yeah. Bowl is still on there, too. So uh, we're not thought of as Texas or Florida in terms of college football, but we obviously uh, fill Carter Finley six, seven times a year, Dowdy Ficklin six, seven times a year, um, the uh, Keenan Stadium. Like, we've got a lot of college football fans. What would it take to play a college football game somewhere other than Charlotte. I know you deal specifically in Raleigh. We were throwing out could Wilmington or Winston or someone put it on. So I just wanted to tap into your knowledge. First of all, do you know of anyone that's ever tried to put on a bowl game in Raleigh or the Triangle area or, or anywhere else in North Carolina? Yes. Um, I mean, the, the, it goes back a couple of years, but there was a two-year window. I think, I think Hayes, it was like 2011 to 2013, where we worked with some um, sports marketers who had started other bowl games, and I believe these were the gentlemen who created the, you may remember something called the Texas Bowl that was in yep. Houston. Yep. And, and they also created the Motor City Bowl in Detroit. Okay. And it was that same group, and we spent a, really all, basically two years working with them on the concept and the plans for a bowl in Raleigh. I don't know that that was ever really reported. I'm not, I can't really remember that, but I was involved with it. Mm. And we, we had a lot of meetings over a couple of years with these guys, with um, in, NC State, Carter family, with the ACC. And um, the best I can remember at Hayes is after a couple of years when it reached the ACC level and meetings there, and then it, at that moment in time, the NCAA had a bowl moratorium that we were waiting to be lifted. Yep. And there was also, of course, it wasn't going to happen without ESPN being on board. Yep. And it's somewhere after a couple of years, it seemed to lose steam. And then, then it never happened. But I felt like we were making progress to getting close to that happening. And then it just sort of died out. But it wasn't for lack of effort. The pr- challenge with bowl games is... um. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Not only do you have to have a conference affiliation and a TV plan, but you also have to have a major title sponsor, or yeah. there's not going to be a bowl game. And so there's just a lot of moving pieces. So in answer to your question, we have had that, that one little window where we were making progress toward a bowl, but it never never became reality. Were there any names? Batted around? Like, were there? Were, did you ever get to the point where you were suggesting names? The, yeah, the Hayes Permar Week. No, stop. Get out. And get out of here. the bowl game would have been played during Hayes Permar Stop. Week. Well, I mean, this is the week to play bowl games. But <laughs> then, I, then <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. be on here. I wouldn't be on the radio because I'd be tailgating for that bowl game. But now, do you remember? 
If were there any names, I'd be so curious. No, we uh. we we no, because because really a bowl game wasn't going to happen without a title sponsor, gotcha. which would be the name of the bowl game. Yep, yep. Now in the old days, you know, when there was Peach Bowl and Gator Bowl, and it was just the names, that was one thing. But now we've moved on to it's really going to be just a title sponsor. I don't know what I, we never got a lot far enough to give actual thought to what a game in Raleigh may be. I'm sure you can think of lots of funny things, oh, lots yeah. of jokes, and lots of good ideas. Yeah, but I don't remember getting. I don't remember getting that far. And then if I, you know, let's say I had a couple million dollars to burn, if I wanted to start the process of of creating a bowl game, other than coming to you, where like, how do I even begin the, the, that process? If, I mean, again, I'm talking from the Raleigh perspective. The, the yeah. two things that would have to happen if you wanted to start a bowl game, and you said I've got a five million dollars to be a title sponsor, and you called me and told me that. My first two calls would be to NC State. Well, my first three calls all at the same time would be NC State, ACC, and ESPN. Gotcha. And then right. that would be the, that would be how to get the ball rolling. Now, where it would go from there, I don't know, but that's how we would get the ball rolling. Well, I know people at all those places, and I know you. So <laughs> I, all we got, all we need now is the five million dollars, and we've got ourselves a bowl game, Scott. That's the that's the one missing ingredient on your plan: the five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, so we, we can find that. Uh, I appreciate the time, especially I know you're taking time away from vacation, and I know that you probably don't take much vacation because there's always the next sporting event, whether you're planning for stadium series, uh, putting on championships, NCAA championships out there at the soccer park, uh, hosting eSports events. I think you just brought a disc golf event that's coming in 2024, yeah, Scott. It never great, stops. It's a great sports market for sure. I uh, mean, year-round, I, I, we feel very blessed here to be doing sports in this market because there's always something happening. There are always big things happening. Well, we're blessed to have people like you bringing those sports here and uh, making us look good doing it. So thank you. Thank you for the time, and enjoy the rest of your uh, holiday vacation. Thanks, Hayes. Thanks for having me on, and have a happy new year. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers, with class sizes like about 16, Per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12-to-1 student-to-faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.